So I'm super excited to have them here today. How are you ladies doing? Pretty good. We're good. good. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. <laughs> of course. First thing I want to know is what kind of inspired you to get into this, into therapy, into talk therapy, into everything that you do? Well, Jackie, I'll go first. So spending years in the education in the schools, just learning that when the kids come in or even the families when they come in, it's hard for them to focus on their academics Mm -hmm. when they've got things going on at home and they've got things going on emotionally. So I thought there was a huge gap that needed supported. Right. Now, Paula, you've been a school counselor for years now, correct? Yes. And I was a teacher for 20 plus years prior to that. So oh, my goodness. I've been so in the system for a while. Yeah. How long has it been that you made the transition now into counseling instead of teaching? Um, I got my social work, master's in social work in 2011. So it's been 12 years that I've we've been doing this kind of work. A while now. Yeah. And can you share with me a little bit more about what kind of was that breaking point where you were like, yes, I want to go full throttle and open up a therapy center in junction with still being a school counselor? Was there a story or anything? Well, just knowing that the needs of the community and um, having after having met Jackie and she's like, you know, this community really is missing out on those kinds of services. And there's always a waiting list. And I and I worked for another agency for a couple of years as a subcontractor Mm -hmm. and the waiting lists are just so long. And then working with the families and they're saying, where can I take my child to get some help? And I give them a list and they're like, we've called everybody and there's a huge waiting list. During COVID, I said, this is the time that the need is there. Let's do this. Let's just jump in. Yeah, there's a huge gap in that. I mean, me coming from Texas and then even trying to find a primary doctor was unheard of. And then let alone finding a mental health specialist in the area, I had to go to Grand Rapids, which is not necessarily common for people with families and kids and the stresses of everyday life, full-time jobs, maybe single parent, you know, families and stuff like that. So I commend you guys for finding that gap and wanting to do this. So what type of counseling and support do you specialize in? You know, I've heard a lot about it. I heard about the dog. Murray, right? Murray, is that my saying? Yes, I've heard that he is amazing. She. Oh, sorry. She (laughs) is amazing. And that people just kind of pet her and open up and that, you know, I have a service dog. Her name's Sassy. So she's a chihuahua. So I completely understand. Even just having that pressure of her there sometimes takes the stress and anxiety off of every day. As silly as that is, but trained in the tapping mechanism and she knows it all. Right, left, sit, stay. So I absolutely believe in everything that there is to believe in when it comes to a service dog or a support dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she was certified through the Alliance of Therapy Dogs um, Incorporated, and as soon as she turned one, she could come and work with the schools. Just having her in the building when people come in, you could see their body language change. It it becomes more family and not institutional. And, you know, they just sit there and they'll just pet her. And it's just an amazing change in aura. Yes, I believe that 110 percent, because then it's like the pressure and the stress of it and the whole stigma of, oh, I'm going to a counseling center. It's kind of like, oh, hey, there's a cute dog, you know, (laughs) oh, I want to pet the dog. You know, people just get happy, I think, when there's an animal around. And it definitely it makes a difference to if the animal's kind of healing, which it sounds like this dog is totally healing and helps a ton of people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
All right. So I want to know a little bit more about what types of therapy are available. I know you guys specialize with youth and children. What kind of things do you offer for kids that's different than any other place? Well, I think if you walk into our offices, you'll notice that right away there's there's a lot of toys and activities and stuff. <laughs> if anyone's had any experience going to a counselor, little people aren't going to sit there and just tell you. They don't have the words. They don't have mm-hmm. the language. So what happens is we engage in activities. There's, there is a research-based play therapy that you can offer. We don't offer that, but we offer playing with kids. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not trained in play therapy yet. Mm -hmm. That's coming. But Mm -hmm. we play with the kids, and through that play and that comfort and that relationship building, their stories come out. And so, mm-hmm. and that's what we work through. And then the parent, we invite the parents in to participate with us. Okay. And then also separate. And then the parents have shared that when they see me engaging with the children, they are learning techniques then to take and use at home. Right. And we've gotten some feedback and it's, it's very positive and we're very grateful, but we play with kids to get them to engage with us. So mm-hmm. that's what we're using right now. Probably so. builds a little bit of trust and yes. then it takes away pressures because you're playing with them almost like a friend. Yes. So I think that that's amazing. I would say that, you know, when kids are struggling with anything, mm-hmm. they don't come up to you and say, hey, I've had a bad day. Can we go talk? Right. They usually come up and say, will you play with me? Mm-hmm. Or can we hang out? You know, those, those are the words for kids. And I think that's why it's so important. But when we talk about social media, there's no break from it. You know, as kids, you know, being older ourselves, you know, we could go to school and get bullied and go home and mm-hmm. no one would bother us at home. That was our safe spot. Mm-hmm. But with electronics, you don't have that safe spot anymore. You know, they're always on. All, all of us probably use our electronics way too much, you know. Yeah. And working with families and learning about their dynamic core values is making rules and what's important to you and supporting each other without those electronic devices and shutting those things down. And we work with a lot of families in that way, making sure that you're being present when your kids are talking and not scrolling through something and mm-hmm. reading an article or watching TV. TikTok or, you know, whatever you're doing on your phone is making sure you take those deliberate moments to be present with your family. And that supports the whole mental health structure of your family. Definitely. And I think there's a lot of validation. We talked about that, too, that's coming from social media to adolescents. And then you have higher suicide rates with them and things like that, just all due to cyberbullying. And I think it's super important for parents to have that knowledge and the things that you're doing. So is there a short-term plan, a long-term plan? It probably all just kind of depends. Well, I think initially when they come in, the initial appointment, they'll come in with a family, depending on the age of the child. We -hmm. see children anywhere from four to 35, 50, you know, they're still children too. But anyway, (laughs) um, and so the initial... The initial session is based on, well, are there goals that you're setting? We, um, we're very cognitive, behavior-based, solution-focused based. Like, what do you want to get from counseling? Yeah. What are your plans? What are your hopes? And then we create a treatment plan. 
And that treatment plan is based on what the client presents with. What what are they looking for out of coming to counseling? Mm-hmm. It could be anywhere from, you know, three weeks, six months, depending on what they need. And over the course of time, we can change the treatment plan based on their growth and their progress. Mm-hmm. And so we reevaluate that before we make additional appointments with them. And Jackie's really good with checking in on them and saying, okay, we've been going for six weeks. Um, would you like to continue? Would you like to have Paula work on something else? or your clinician, but everyone's different and it depends on what their goals are and and their goals change over the course of time too. And so that's why we update our treatment plans as necessary. Some people come every week, some people come twice a week, some people Mm -hmm. come once a month or every two weeks. Everyone's different, depends on what they're presenting with. Awesome. Well, I know that sometimes when there is a children or a teen and an adult, you know, having the aspect of having the parent there is huge. So I want to know what it's like. Like, let's say I have a child and I bring them in and they're six years old. Can you take us through and you kind of already have, but I want to like a little bit more detail for the listeners out there, how exactly it would work. Like, let's say I bring the child and then do you bring them into the room with me and you or so I don't expect the child to come back with me. They don't know me. Yeah. So (laughs) when I when I meet the family at the front door, I'll say, hey, come on back. The whole family, Uh, because I would expect that the child be like, who are you? I don't want to go back with you. (laughs) Yeah. So Mm -hmm. the whole family comes back and, Mm -hmm. and we just engage in play. If the family feels comfortable engaging in the play, they're welcome to. It's very open, very inviting. And then maybe 20 minutes in, I'll say, hey, how are you? You know, I'll ask the child, how are you doing? Do you want to play with just me for a little bit? Or you want mom and dad to stay or Mm -hmm. your family to stay, you know, depending on the family dynamics. And the child, they run the show. It's their mm-hmm. story. Do they want their family can come every single time if they want? Mm-hmm. Um, and I will ask them every time they show up. So what are we doing today? You want to come back and play with me by yourself, or do you want your family to come with you? So it's about the child being comfortable. And yeah. then as they get older, the comfort level may change, and then maybe the teenager would be like, "Yeah, I want my family to come back," or the teenager teenager may say, no, I'm good. Mom, Mm -hmm. dad, wait for me out in the car or whatever. So everyone's different. The client gets to run the show. I like that. That's not the norm. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of times with therapy centers and with having a therapist, it's like they're the one that's going to ask those questions right away and just kind of grill in. I know there's been so many times like with my grief after losing my father and then after losing friends and stuff like that recently, I'll go in and then they ask like knit and gritty questions right away. Like, oh, well, how did they die? Almost like invasive like questions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like getting that little icebreaker out, like maybe play therapy should be something for adults too. <laughs> <laughs> we just do like maybe a crossword puzzle together oh, yeah. or we'd play what's that called heads up with our phones (laughs) something you know because I feel like this form is more effective because then you're kind of building and establishing a a relationship throughout time which Mm -hmm. is how therapy should be versus almost having it be like yes you got to tell me this right now because sometimes that's overwhelming well you hit the nail right on the head it's about the relationship and the trust and with every first session, the conversation it comes up, trust is important. And if for any reason you don't feel like I'm a good fit for you or our clinician 
isn't a good fit for you, then let's have that conversation. Because if you don't feel like you can trust this person or this person can understand you or relate to you, then you're not going to hurt our feelings. This is your service. And if Mm -hmm. it's not working for you, we can make adjustments or we can make referrals to other agencies that we think might be a better fit for you. It's not about getting the job done. It's about giving you what you need. Like you said, like we play Uno, even with my adults, because I don't expect them to just trust me. You Mm -hmm. don't meet people on the street and start talking to them about your business. And these Mm -hmm. are strangers to us. So got to build that trust, that relationship first before any type of progress is going to happen. I have a question and I'm sure a lot of listeners out there do too as well. So are you guys, you know, an insurance based therapy center? Do you accept most insurance or is this something that if they don't have insurance, can they still come? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we are actually part of the Lakeland Care Network. So somebody might ask, what does that mean? So what that really means is if Lakeland Care or Coral Health or, you know, what their name now, if they accept your insurance, so do we. So we are part of their their panel. You can also come to us and ask us if we have, if you have a different type of insurance, we can see if we can get involved with that insurance for you. And then we also do have, you know, they can self-pay. That's not probably the best financial decision for me. But if you need help, you know, absolutely. We can work with you on payments. We can do whatever you need. Whatever your family needs really is kind of our main business goal. Awesome. Is there a wait list? There is currently not. Um, We actually have hired some new clinicians. So we have open capacity for new clients and we're anxious to to help the community more. Yes, I know that this local community right here, the region in Southwest Michigan is definitely in need of some mental health resources. That was one of the first things as mentioned before that I noticed was that there was a lack of health care and specifically mental health care here. And then the gap that you found with the kids is like you definitely hit the nail on the head there too because I know that my school counselor growing up, she was with me from elementary all throughout high school and she helped me tremendously. If I didn't ever to go to talk to, I probably wouldn't even have known which talents of mine I should focus on, if that makes sense. Like, I knew that I was really good at media growing up, and I knew that I was really good at being on stage, but that wasn't the norm where I went to high school, you know? That wasn't the norm at all. So she really helped me focus on those and realize that that, that's pretty cool, too. So Mm -hmm. I like that, and I really love that you're helping empower kids because that's where it starts Mm -hmm. is getting through some of that stuff some of the things that they're dealing with in their home lives or even at school Mm -hmm. that parents sometimes don't even understand Mm -hmm. I mean I think it's because times have changed so when a parent went to school was way different than when their child's going to school and even just everyday life has changed so much and so significantly in the past decade that it just has you going wow Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yes. So how can someone set up a consultation? Give us a call. I can also get us on our website. You can fill out Mm -hmm. a form if you don't want to call right now and I can contact you at your convenience. Just let me know when it's the best time to call you. And when I do call, I ask if you're in a place where we can talk about what what you're looking for. But even though we focus on kids, I just want to express that it really has become more of a family practice for us. And as we've spoken earlier about bringing the families in, Mm -hmm. Uh, We spend a lot of time with older adults as well and our new clinicians. We've hired some that are very focused on adult uh, services as well. So we're here for your whole family. I love that. So Family Therapy Center, you guys specialize in play therapy. You have the dog there to help with any type of anxieties and just loving on people. And then what else could you tell our listeners about in terms of kind of like the stigma that we get with mental health, you know, it's always this thing where something is tremendously wrong with us and it's shunned away. So if you wanted to tell anyone anything about that, what would you say? 
I would. I, you know, Jackie and I have talked about, there's a poem by an unknown author called Reason, Season, and Lifetime. Sometimes people think that when you're seeking mental health support, oh my gosh, I'm in this forever. No, you're not. You may just need it. You may only need a couple sessions. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things I'd like people to understand is you have the answers. You just need somebody to help you unlock them. Mm-hmm. So we help you think through what you already know, but for some reason you just can't access that information from yourself. And so we want to be there for you if you need us for a reason. Like maybe you're going through something right now and you just need a couple of sessions. Maybe you just need us for a season to get you through the next six months. Maybe you need something a little longer. Everything is dependent upon what the client needs. I agree with that. And I think you definitely said it right there. Internally, you can tell someone, like you can tell yourself what you need, but you just need someone to kind of help you through that process sometimes because it's like, you know what you need, but you might not have the tools and resources to get that out or even know specifically like, yeah, that's what I needed all along. I'm so happy that you made me realize that and reaffirm that. That validation piece. Mm -hmm. You know, validation is huge. Everybody likes to know that what they're thinking and what they're doing is meaningful Mm -hmm. and valid. So So I know that you definitely sponsored the youth talent show here for us for the Berrien County Youth Fair. And I'm so excited about it because I feel like little things like this really help children. Like I said, I was a child who wasn't cool in the sports. I didn't make anything, but I was really good at acting and reciting a monologue and television and media. So I want to learn about your perspective on this. What made you want to do that? Well, we're very excited for the opportunity to be able to support the local youth and the talent show. And just seeing that the recordings from the previous years and all that really neat stuff that kids were doing, uh, we thought it was a great opportunity to show the community that we're here, mm-hmm. um, that we want to support, you know, all different walks of life. And, you know, there's singers, there's people that were doing um, like ropes and, and ribbons. And I think that all ties into, I think, our business message that we want to send to the community is that we're here for your family. We want to support these programs and give people opportunities to find what makes them happy mm-hmm. because that supports your mental health, right? Is finding Absolutely. those key things. It, it could be a thespian, it could be a singer, it could be, uh, you know, sports, mm-hmm. it could be working with animals, you know, which is a great tool to teach kids empathy for others. Mm-hmm. And that's why we also have a therapy dog. You know, we think that's important to teach. A lot of families may not have animals at home. So we just thought that was a really good fit for us to support our our business core values and, and what the fair and the youth fair brings. Yes. And we're so excited about it too. I know I'll be there. I'll be hosting. We'll get to chat a little bit more about Be the Change for Youth Therapy Center there. And I'm really excited to see all of the kids there because it's something that I feel passionate about too. Mm -hmm. Just growing up in the arts. And I think it's something, it's a different way to process your emotions and to get your emotions out too as a child instead of the actual physical involvement. So it's almost as if, you know, some people run or they walk or they channel it in track or basketball or football or with girls volleyball or with something like that and you can actually do so as well in the arts when you take on a different character I feel (laughs) let you forget about your own life sometimes in acting or even with singing you might go into a different world I don't know I'm not a singer (laughs) just why I chose the profession I did definitely not a singer all right so I would love for you to plug your phone number your website how they can get a hold of you and any other information on the therapy center if they would like to be seen today our phone number is 26 
888-242-6154. We also can be found at bethechangeforyou.com. We have a Facebook page, Be The Change For You. Try to post every week and just would love for you guys to come visit. Yes. Thank you so much for doing this for our community. Thank you so much for having the strength and the bravery to kind of step out and fill that gap. I think this is amazing. And I think specifically with how many children are here that need that and how many families, single moms, single dads all across the board and then adults too. I mean, sometimes there's just nowhere where you can turn. And you don't know what to do because there's no resources, which is why I wanted to start Mental Health Mondays, focus on therapy centers like yours, focus on resources and things like that. So I just want to say thank you. Dolly, I want to thank you for having us here and Mm -hmm. and for the Mental Health Mondays and normalizing mental health Mm -hmm. because everyone deals with mental health. And thank you for highlighting it and letting everybody know that everybody needs support. Yes. And I think it's a worldwide issue that we're kind of tackling at a local level now. And. And I think that there's a lot of that going on in Southwest Michigan. And especially with mental health, it's a stigma that we've got to break. And it's something that doesn't need to be looked at in such a negative way. Because I think if you realize something's going on with your own mental health and you have the courage to say that, your emotional intelligence, it shows you so much more power than just being like, oh, I'm going to brush it off. I'm going to brush it off. I'm going to brush it off. Until years later, it kind of erupts. 